You've got to see, we'll play it for you, or hear the uh, conversation between Senator Rob Johnson. And, or you don't have it on the cut. Okay, so it's, but it, it, there's a, there was a, a witness in the new Nuremberg trials for MAGA, the new MAGA trials in Congress. There was a witness that went in there yesterday, and Senator Johnson's going like, uh, wait, 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 excuse me, ma'am, uh, ma'am, 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 excuse me. You make it sound like the Capitol was taken over by an army that had full weapons drawn and had cut a 750-yard swath through the Capitol Defense Forces and had forced all the Capitol Police officers uh, into a very narrow gauntlet and made them powerless. It, but that didn't happen. That didn't happen. But that's what you just said. And the 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 woman goes, "Well, I didn't start him and Han." And to that end, Angelo Cotavilla has a piece out at American Greatness today, amgreatness.com. Uh, Mr. Cotavilla, the author of The Ruling Elites from 2011, an essay. You remember I had uh, uh, Professor Cotavilla on the Mike Church Show back then on Sirius XM Patriot Channel. Uh, three separate occasions. Tom Woods wrote a very, very lengthy piece about Cotavilla's uh, view of the ruling elites. Um, uh, and he's still around writing. Cotavilla says, look, if the guy that shot Ashley Babbitt saved the Capitol and saved the Republic, why isn't he getting the Medal of Honor? This is a, now, you, you may go like, oh, oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, good point. That's not just a good point. That's a profound point. If this guy saved Pelosi and he saved Schumer... And he saved Alexandria Casio. I'm in my office in my bathroom, shivering. Jack Nicholson is coming for me. Because Ashley Babbitt was a threat to the human race and a threat to the Republic. Why haven't they given him a medal and thrown him a ticker tape parade? These people can't have everything both ways, even though they're attempting to do so. Now, I've got a few minutes left, so I, I want to go to video here. Mrs. O'Connell will uh, put this up on the Crusade TV uh, feed here. I want to go to video here, and I want to play you a couple of minutes of Dell Bigtree going through the lack of effectiveness of the Pfizer jab, the death jab in Israel, because the statistics are now in, and there, well, there's more data that's coming in. But we have the stats on this now, okay? So someone, you, you can't deny what the actual reality is, but that's what these people do. They deny reality. And the reality is you're not protected. You're probably more susceptible to getting the corona doom than you are if you're vaccinated than, than, uh, as compared to being unvaccinated. Something else during the episode of the High Wire, and, and Dell is, is all over the, the, uh, the Corona Doom with actual data, actual doctors, actual epidemiologists. Um, 
I had something like the Corona Doom last no November. Many of you will remember that. I missed uh, four broadcast days. I don't ever miss work, never. Uh, I might have missed a half a dozen days over 30 years. Well, I missed four around Thanksgiving last year uh, because I had the flu, and I had it really bad. You know what I was taking, though? Uh, because the, my doctor refused to give me ivermectin, he refused to give me uh, hydro, hydroxychloroquine. I did what I could. I took massive doses of zinc every day, vitamin C, vitamin D, and quercetin. And then azithromycin. I finally got azithromycin. I now have, and I won't let this happen again, I'll go and get ivermectin from the from the frontline docs if I got to go that way. Uh, I already have uh, uh, hydroxychloroquine. I, su I suggest you protect your family in a similar way. And be prepared if they do get the flu. Maybe it's the corona doom. Maybe it's not. It's okay. Treat it. And as Dr. Zelenko says, the key to treating it is to treat it early. If you start getting the symptoms, start hitting the zinc, start hitting the vitamin C, start hitting the quercetin. If you've got hydroxychloroquine, start hitting the hydroxychloroquine. You can actually go to the Frontline Doctor's website, schedule an appointment, and they will actually, you know, uh, uh, ask for your vitals and what have you, and they will give you a course of action. They'll actually give you a course of action based upon the Zelenko protocol and other, other protocols now. Apparently, this ivermectin stuff now is all the rich. But I want to play you this clip here from the high wire because the way Big Tree explains what's happening in Israel, uh, I could do it, but since he already did the work, let's listen and in and watch. Symptoms. We're going to try and figure that out. So this will take a little bit of time. If you're brand new to the high wire, then whoop, hold on, you're going to recognize that. Uh, how do I go back? Let's see here. There we go. Uh-oh. Look what I've gone and done. He's got a white screen he's trying to bring up on All his. All right, well, let me show you the graph while I get this board fixed really quick. Here's what we know for sure. I'm going to show this to you in a second. 61% of Israel is currently vaccinated. And so we're going to use Israel because that was the test group, right? That was the group that ultimately was, you know, was we made a deal with Pfizer. Um, Netanyahu basically sold Israel to Pfizer and said, we're going to be the biggest test group that ever was. So they've been more vaccinated quicker than anybody else. We have more real-time data coming in. We're looking at their hospitals and we're getting information. So let's go ahead and study Pfizer. Pfizer is really the only vaccine being used in Israel, which makes this a really good study group too. All right, so let's go through this. Let me get this out of the way, put this up here. All right, so what we're told by everybody was that Pfizer's vaccine was 90% effective. All right, remember that, okay? And as I just showed you, when we look at Israel, they said, now, we can't, the reason it's difficult to do data crunching is that 90% is only an easy number to work with if 100% of everybody vaccinated. Then we know, you know, one out of 10 and, you know, we'll get infected, but it's not that simple, right? Because not everybody vaccinated. So we've got to sort of crunch the numbers in a way to figure out what we're actually looking at. That's what I want to do right now. So let's go ahead and take these 61% in Israel, right? This is Israel. 61% are vaccinated. We're going to say they are vaxxed, okay? Which means we're going to have to go ahead and assume that 39% then will end up in the category of being unvaccinated. Okay? Del, uh, voice of Dell Big Tree from the high. Now, in order to figure out how hospitalizations are working and everything, we're going to have to figure out ratios. But for the first part, let's go ahead and assume since 61% 
are vaccinated, not 100 percent. We're going to have to shift the math up a little bit. But we know that 90 percent means there's a 10 percent failure rate. So a 10 percent failure rate of a 61 percent will leave us with 6.1 percent will fail. We expect 6.1% of the population that's been vaccinated to end up getting sick anyway because of the known failure rate, all right? But now we want to figure out the ratio. How do we figure out hospitalizations and things like that? Well, we're going to, since the unvaccinated, we know they're all going to fail, right? If they come in contact with this virus, they're they going to die. catch it. And then the question is, right. how many of them end up in the hospital? How many of those that catch the virus that are vaccinated end up in the hospital? That's what we want to figure out. Here's how we do that. So we're going to divide the 39% into the 6.1%, okay? And when we do that, what we come out with is 0.1564. That's a decimal, otherwise known as a percentage. We end up calling that 16%. For those of you that are confused, I know I've been through this about 10 times to figure this out, but it'll make sense in the end. So 16% are gonna be protected, right? So let's look at it. When we look at hospitalizations, right? This is what, if, if the vaccine is stopping your symptoms, then you are not gonna be hospitalized, okay? If you're not hospitalized, then the vaccine seemed to have worked. So we're gonna try and figure out what were the expected cases. So the expected cases in the hospital means that we expected that 16%, 16% of them will have been vaxxed, meaning that was the failure rate of the vaccine over the 100%. And if that's 16%, we, have formed, we, we, we expect that 84% then, this is getting us our 100, right, will be unvaxxed. This is what should happen in the hospital. When we go to a hospital, we should see that the cases that are in there, those that were symptomatic, those that had vaccine failure, should be about 16% of those in the hospital, given the fact that we didn't have a full 100% vaccine uptake. With 61% vaccinated, 16% should be vaccinated in the hospital, meaning 16% had the vaccine fail. And basically everyone unvaccinated is going to have failure because they're going to catch it. That was the whole point. That's right. You're going to get it if you're not vaccinated. Immunity, 84%. But what do we actually find out? When we read this article, take a look at this. This article that came out on Israel, more than 1,000 Israelis test positive for COVID. This is what it ends up saying. At the moment, around 60% of the patients in serious conditions have been vaccinated. Moreover, according to Hebrew University researchers who advised the government, around 90% of newly infected people over the age of 50 are fully vaccinated. So what does that tell us? There's what we expected, but then there's the truth. This is where- This is where the rubber, the rubber meets- hits the road. Right. The rubber meets the road, reporting? Larry. 60% of those in the hospital with serious were vaxxed. Israel were vaccinated. Wait a minute. Were unvaccinated? 40% unvaccinated. This is what 90% was supposed to look like. 16% of the hospitalizations being those that were protected by Pfizer. But instead what we get is it's totally turned on its head upside down. More of the vaccinated are ending up in hospital, 40%. Now, now, you'd have to watch earlier, and you'd have to have to talk to uh, someone like Astrid Stuckelberger that I spoke with yesterday to understand why that is. And why that is is because the vaccine is interrupting natural immunity. It is getting in the way of what we would call herd immunity, meaning you might get a low-level dose 
of this virus or whatever virus, because there's millions, there are trillions of viruses out there. You may get a low-level dose of a virus, and it could go or turn into a full-blown influenza A or influenza B, for example, and you could be in big trouble if you don't get it taken care of early and often. But you have this thing called an immune system. And if you beef up the immune system during the attack or, you got, or you're reasonably healthy, your body will fight this stuff off and you will be able to escape. You will have some symptoms. You will get sick, but you're not going to die. 